0: you listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by Ben White, coming to you live from Sacramento, California. Ben, this was a stunning performance right here. Um, Princeton wanted this game more than Arizona. And uh, when Arizona had chances to put them away, they didn't do it. And quite frankly, this is a spot where Arizona is... um, you got a lot of questions going forward here.
1: You do, and Arizona is one of those teams that we talked about all year—really hard to trust from game to game. You could see them making the final four. Or you could see them losing in the first round, and all the questions that we talked about all year lingering—whether it was the guard play, whether it was physicality, being tough—all of it came to fruition today. And the really sad part about it is—is is I think—and you just hit the nail on the head there, Mike. Unfortunately whether you look at each individual player, whether you look at the fact that Princeton had more rebounds than Arizona, the most concerning thing to me about this loss is the lack of effort.
0: Right. The team just looked like they didn't want to be out there today. Right. And that's the problem too. If this is a team, you're a number two seed right now. And when you're a number two seed, I mean, you expect it. And this is, let's be honest here. And you and I were talking about this throughout. This is not a very good Princeton team. And uh, Arizona let them hang around, let them hang around. And as we've talked about pretty much all season, you got one player, but then you got a bunch of other dudes and Arizona needed to be able to put this game away with the Julius Tabelas and nobody stepped up there. I think that's the problem, though, if you're an Arizona fan is that absolutely nobody stepped up there. We're going to talk about the... Uh we're, we're going to talk about the perimeter here in just a second. But these were guys that didn't want the shot all year. We've talked about Kirk Creasa and about how he's generally been a guy that's, you know, wanted a big shot. He wanted nothing to do with that. Any of that right there. Yeah. At least Courtney Ramey wanted the shot.
1: Yeah, at least Courtney Ramey did want the shot. And a lot of people want to say, well, you know, he's a selfish player. The last four to five possessions, he's taken the ball, jacking up a shot. Who else wanted it? Right. Creasa was passing the ball. Boswell wasn't even in the game. I mean, there was nobody on the guard side that has that killer instinct and that was able to take over. As we've talked about all year, this team doesn't have a Benedict Matherin, and they really need that guy to kind of bust the balls of everybody else on the team and say, hey, guys, get your crap together. This is an NCAA tournament game. Doesn't matter what seed we are. Doesn't matter the fact that you're playing a a low seed. Doesn't matter the fact that this is a round one game. This team just wasn't prepared. The effort wasn't there. Tubelas had 20 points, but even then, you know, he had rough stretches throughout the game. I think you got to be really concerned when you look at what Princeton brought into this matchup, right? We talked about if Princeton was going to win this game, the only way they were going to do it is shooting lights out. And Princeton shot absolutely terrible from three. Right. 20%. 20%. Are you kidding me? And they find a way to out-rebound Arizona. They find a way to have the advantage in the paint And quite honestly, Mike, they looked like the more experienced and comfortable team out there,
0: right? All around, they they looked an an F performance. Especially when it was down, especially when it was down the stretch, and Arizona started getting tight. You know what you found out right here too is that last year Benedict Matherin was that dog that you had. Now again, they ran into uh, they ran into a problem when it came to uh, Houston, obviously in that second or excuse me in the Sweet Sixteen. But at TCU, the that game against TCU right there. Benedict Mathurin was the guy that got the ball. Get out of my way! I'm going to score right here. I'm going to dunk. Arizona didn't have any of that. You got, and you know, quite frankly, you had a lot of guys that uh, um, you had a lot of guys that you know were down. We were talked a lot. You know, yep. we're going to talk about it throughout. But when it was really time to put up or shut up, yeah, they were nowhere to be found. Ben, and quite frankly, that's as simple as it gets.
1: Yeah, I mean, the big issue is guard play, and we've talked about it all year, and. I think the most frustrating point is, and I think where we have to really be honest with ourselves tonight is we talked about who does that guy, who is that guy who has the instinct to step up and make plays and be Arizona's clear, far and away best guard. If you look at this roster, especially as an outsider talking to some folks who maybe are cheering for Princeton or just the casual fan, I couldn't tell you Arizona's best player on the perimeter. I really couldn't. And all year long, we had this Nice little cushion up front with Tubelos and Balo to kind of mask a lot of right. those deficiencies, whether it was Carissa never being able to string together a consistent shot. Forget three-point shooting, Mike. You made this point. The guy can't even shoot from the mid-range.
0: Well, you know, you got it. And let's start talking about what we got going here. And we know our ASU have fun. Our buddies over at uh, PHNX Sun Devils, you're having fun. Uh, um. Well, they're having the time of their <laughs> yes, life right here now. You guys, you know what? You know what? I talk a lot, so you guys can certainly, uh, you guys can certainly talk as well. But um, right now, just looking at this stat line right now, you get a Julius nine and 20 from the field. Umar Ballo, six of 10. Okay. Uh, they combine for 35 points, 17 rebounds. Then after that, Kirk Kriso, one of seven from the field, four turnovers. Cedric Henderson, one of four from the field. Yeah. Uh, uh, Courtney Ramey, four of 10. I'll give Courtney Ramey this. At least he wanted to actually play, or at least he yeah. wanted to actually do it. Um, whereas, you know, you got some of these other guys out there that didn't even look like they really wanted to be out there. Um, and, uh... Then you got Pella Larson, you got Kylan Boswell, and uh, you got Henry Vasar. And these are all guys that you didn't really get anything from right there.
1: Yeah. And I think where Arizona really lost the game, we've had, we've played this game of shuffle the deck with the guards all year. Um, you look back at, you know, some of these tighter wins throughout the Pac 12 season uh, where Arizona c- should have and clearly been up by more, but the Bigs were able to step in. But when you've got somebody like Omar Balo, who they're, is Princeton, they're obviously going to double-team them. They're going to throw everything. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at Arizona's front court, despite not having the size. But when you've got somebody in Balo who has been dealing with injure, an injured hand, totally get that. But at the same time, when you're as big and as you're as physical as him and you have the ball in your hands, you can't sit there and hesitate, especially when you have a one-on-one matchup with a significantly smaller forward. Balo sat there. He hesitated. And what did Princeton do? They swarmed him. He was double-teamed. Soon enough, three seconds into the possession, he was triple-teamed. And Arizona just can't hesitate. They can't sit there and be starstruck in this situation. This is the NCAA tournament. Go up. You have the size advantage. You have the ability to own the paint. And Princeton won the paint tonight. I think that's the most frustrating part.
0: Right. And Princeton did own the paint right there. And again, here's the thing. When you watch Princeton up close, this is not an athletic team. This is not a guy, you know, none of so This is an Ivy League team. It's an for Ivy for League God's team. Sake. These are not guys that would start on the, uh, you know, these are not guys that would start uh, for the, um uh, uh, you know, for the University of Arizona. And on top of that, then this is really what it comes down to for me. Princeton's 425 from the field. Yeah. You're 425 from the field. And uh, again, you, so that's not even like they shot lights out. If this was a situation where, you know, Princeton had shot lights out, okay, I can totally get that. Um, but other than that, yeah, the fact that they couldn't, um, he's, uh, that was, you know, that's, that's kind of where we're at at this point right here, Ben, yeah, and is then- that, you know,
1: yeah, and, and the problem, too, with this team, and it, it comes down to pace and setting the tone. This team has done a really poor job all year in every single matchup outside of the gimmies and the bunnies and the non-conference season. This team has done a really poor job of setting the tone. Five minutes into the game, you should be up by double digits. You should be controlling the pace. You should be getting the ball inside. And it seems like this team just outthinks themselves. And in a weird way, they're either too selfless Or they're just too inexperienced. I mean, how many times did we see, especially five to six minutes in this game, where Arizona built a little bit of a lead, but Princeton was a three away, a mid-range shot away from keeping this a close game. But how many offensive possessions did we see where Carissa would dribble the ball at the court and just swing it around the perimeter? What are you setting up? Set a screen. Get the ball inside. Do something offensively. Be creative. I mean, this is a team. You know what that it was is?
0: That was shooting. Yeah, that was scoring seventy-five to eighty-five points. A you know game. what it is? And Saul, Saul Bookman put it really well right here in the chats, where he said, "You know what, Arizona, Arizona just didn't have that dog." I mean, no. you get it. No. And again, I got beat up on Twitter a little bit for saying Julius Sabellas needs to catch the ball every single time down the court, and I mean that every single time down the court. And they weren't able to do it. Yeah. Um. And but not only that, there were way too many times where it didn't really look. Like losing necessarily, a, a, you know, impacted this team. Now, I've said this from day one. The one thing that I think is uh, that you do need to give uh, some kudos to, and I'm going to keep saying it, is you need to give some kudos to Tommy Lloyd because, yeah. again, I don't I think this team played above itself, but. At the end of the day, though, this is still a game against a sweet, or this is a game in the first round against a 15 seed. You cannot lose these no. games
1: under any circumstance. No, I, you can't defend it. You can spin it whatever way you want. Even if Princeton shot, like you said, 70-75%, maybe you have a chance from three. But you you can't defend this game. You really can't. I mean, there is nothing on paper. There is nothing that we watched from this Princeton team going into this matchup, going into the start of this game to say, yeah, Arizona might be in a little bit of trouble. Absolutely no excuses whatsoever. And to back to the Lloyd point, and I think we've talked about it locally, but you did hear it more so nationally with this Arizona team. And the big word is trust. Right. Who on this team can you trust? And collectively as a team, can you trust them from game to game to play up to their competition and set the pace and tone? And for whatever reason, this team doesn't do that. They, they slug walk through these games. Sometimes they look like they don't want to be here. Sometimes they look just lost offensively, you know, when when they've got the clear advantage inside and somebody like Tubelis, and Tubelis obviously has his flaws. And we've talked about it at the pro level, at the next level. We don't really see him in that conversation. But looking around the landscape of college basketball, how many teams have a player like that? Who's well, and you? honestly,
0: in this game, I'm fine. And you know, again, it's uh, and Saul. I'm actually curious. Our good friend Saul Bookman, the best free throw shooter in uh, uh, in uh, um, Arizona high school history. But the pro- the thing about it, though, with Tabella says I'm fine with that. If you tell me before a game that Zoo's going to come in here and that he's going to drop 22 points, five boards, and Umar Ballo is going to get you 13 and 12. I'm more than okay with that. Four steals. But then again, it, t- it comes down to me, the yeah. rest of this team. And we've talked about it. for. And again, I don't want to be the person that's all of a sudden going to start bashing on them. Because, again, I thought they outperformed expectations. But they did not outperform expectations no. today. Because let's be honest here, Ben. This is a team, game in and game out, that Arizona should be able to beat. that And quite frankly, should be able to beat with ease. And it looked like early on and I even tweeted out and I see my ASU Sun Devil fa- or uh, buddies over there having some good times. We will be talking about ASU here. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're not, we're down, but we're not out. But, um, there was just a, there was just a feel about this game where it was like, all right. Um, yeah. what do you, what do we even really do right here, Ben?
1: Yeah. And the, and the tempo and the atmosphere in this game clearly favored Princeton. Um, I think, from an Arizona standpoint, there were a good amount of fans here. Not a whole lot. Probably, folks were anticipating that Saturday matchup, was, which obviously isn't going to happen now. But you look at the the lack of crowd. You look at just the fact that Princeton was able to to take the momentum in that second half. I mean, there was stretch. There were too many stretches where Arizona just didn't score for four, five, six minutes, especially in that last five minutes. And then the Ramey turnover, obviously the, the shot being blocked, kind of encompassed all the frustrations and struggles they had. But the environment just wasn't on their side, Mike. I right. mean, this is a whole other animal. This isn't McHale. This isn't Vegas, where you're used to turning around in the crowd, being the shining knight, and everybody's cheering for you, whether you're playing good, whether you're playing bad. This is the NCAA tournament in Sacramento, California. This All right. Isn't, this isn't
0: Tucson. Rudy Bastios, we are out right there. Um, uh, uh we are out. <laughs> yes, technically we are out. Be nice. Um, and again. This is, you know, we're going to get to this all in a second. But you might say to yourself, Mike, I'm incredibly stressed right now. Can you do anything to help me right here? Yes, we can. Oh, we can. We have a lot of good stuff for you. Let's start with alcohol and weed. Yes, that's what you need right now. Let's start with OGs, though. All right. There's so much more than gummies. They're all about culture and everything we do with OGs. And, again... The tr- uh, they truly are making experiences and weaving into the fabric of both PHNX and the sports we talk about right there. Now, you can get f- you can get all different kinds of flavors. You can get gummies, You can- or uh, excuse me, you can get uh, indicas, sativas, uh, blueberry straw. You name it, they've got it. It's official. OG's new Strawberries and Cream Happy Balance gummies are live and on the shelves. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 and up to enjoy and the tap and bottle watch parties. Now we were hoping on having one, but again, they are done, but that doesn't mean that for the year, but that does not mean or the season, but that does not mean the tap and bottle is going away. Our good friend, Scott, and Rebecca are up there doing a, uh, they do a great job and get four peaks there by the way, yep. by the way, uh, good stuff. Again, downtown location, or you can go up on Oracle. Either way, you're going to have a great time. And, again, hang out with local folks, support local tap and bottle. All right, what Arizona needs to do now going forward here is you need to get some guys who, yeah. you know, like we're talking about right now, you need to get some guys in there that are dogs. Because, yeah. again, a lot of these guys, these are peripheral dudes. And we saw this tonight, and you saw it up close. And that, yes, um, Kirk Crease talks a lot, but at the end of the day, you know, it just kind of, it just kind of is what it is. Doesn't really back it up. He, yeah, exactly. Um, Pella Larson, solid player, nothing wrong with that. Um, but then Umar Ballo, solid player, little, uh, uh, little limited. Sorry, Jacob yeah. Franklin says I got to stop scooting away from Ben White. That's my normal inclination right there. But, um, <laughs> but uh, this was, you know, you got to, you got to overhaul this perimeter, in my opinion, right yeah. here. You've got to get guys in there. I don't necessarily need a Bene- Benedict Matherin, but I need somebody in there that is going to rally these troops and is going to say, all right, we need to be able to put this, our foot down right here and be able to make this one happen. And they didn't have anybody like that. And not only did they not have anyone like that, they didn't have anybody physically capable of doing that. Ben White.
1: No, I mean, there's only so much these guards could do. I think somebody like Boswell, because he's so young and he brings a level of athleticism. Um, Somebody like Ramey five years in definitely got better as a player, I think than from what he was doing at Texas. But everybody kind of has their own end of the road in the sense of where everybody is with Arizona's guard play. Um, yeah, I mean, Dalen Terry Benedict mathern pretty two hard players to replace. And right. again, we got fooled this year because Arizona had that presence inside and they were just able to dominate in the paint and be so efficient. And even if the guards were only giving you a combined 18 to 20 points, um, Arizona was able to come away, but come NCAA tournament time, what does it come down to Mike? It comes down to guard play and it comes down to defense.
0: Now, one thing bear down bias, our guy, Brad Malone, I think makes a great point. And this is just, again, this is not to wash away this because again, um, now, if you wanted to wash away this loss, you might, uh, well, four peaks right there, obviously, but you also might say to yourself, um, the, uh, 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 Brad Malone makes a great point, and I remember this game because this is a game I actually choked on a chicken bone and almost died. Oh, Arizona-Santa Clara in 93, two seed loses to do a 15. This before won a national title, obviously, a year before they won the Final Four. That team had Damon Stoudemire, Khalid Reeves, Chris Mills. This team has one star. You got Tabellis, and, you know, as we've talked about, Tabellis can be kind of soft at times. You didn't have three guys. So, I mean, this has certainly happened to Arizona before. But, totally different rosters. But so, yeah. totally different roster right there. Now, I'll be honest with you. I thought that this team if they were going to be vulnerable, it was going to be in the second round, not in the first round. So, I didn't yeah. see that one. I didn't see that one occurring. And um that's kind of, you know, that's kind of where we're at with that one right there. But now, talking going forward here, you're going to have a lot of guys that are going to have a lot of decisions to make right here. Yeah. You're going to have a or you know, obviously Julius Teballos is going to uh he might explore the waters. I don't really view him as an NBA dude, mainly because when you look at NBA guys, they're generally explosive, they're long, they can shoot. Yeah. He, you know, he could easily come back. Umar Ballo, I would certainly imagine, is back. Now, I guess you could take that with a grain of salt any way you want, but all these guys could come back if they wanted to. Yeah,
1: much. and it's it's a weird draft, right? I mean, there's there's some top heavy guys definitely in the top fifteen, but but outside of that, it's it's up in the air. And I think in in today's nature of college sports with NIL and everything else, it's It's how badly do you want to stick around with that program and and win that championship? Um, I think somebody in Tubelis, from a statistics standpoint, if he's viewing it solely on that, he's probably going to be open and leaning towards exploring other options. But if he wants to give the next generation and kind of next era of what this Lloyd roster looks like, especially from a guard standpoint, I can see him coming back as well. Again, to put it simply right you it'd be pretty hard to pass up somebody who gives you 15 20 and 10 every single game and despite some of the struggles today it's 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 going to be tough so yeah i mean arizona has a lot to figure out from the guard perspective they have a lot to figure out from the front court perspective in in so many different ways and you know this is not to be said about every team in college basketball but it's coming becoming more common every year year to year everything is just up in the air at this point so and one thing on two and what do you got? You have to watch these games, which which we obviously all do here on this channel. But, you know, I was texting with somebody, and they're I was kind is of— Is explo- this person me? And this person is not, you believe it or not, because you're sitting right next to me. <laughs> but I was texting with somebody, and I said, you know, Tibellus has really had a bad half. And they kind of look at the box. I was 20-5 was and five, a bad half. I'm like, well, watch him out there. Right. I mean— there's the, too many times he looks disengaged, he looks, where it's just and kind of like, oh, and that's, and well, and that's the Eeyore thing. And that's the point I'm making, right? Because especially when you look at what happened in the paint today, especially on the offensive rebounding side and, and just being nitty-gritty up there in front of the glass, I counted at least five or six times where a Princeton guard either made a, a missed a mid-range floater or a three-pointer, and the rebound was there for Arizona's grabbings, and Tobelis just stopped good there right what are you doing you need to be physical you need to get up front you need to get that ball and then you need to get back and transition and push the pace because that's when Arizona does its best work and if you're going to put two things on this season and where we are in this situation today I think it's guard play and physicality which we've beat a dead horse with and we're going to continue to beat a dead horse with but it's also the lack of defense and really coming to the understanding that Arizona's defense Definitely was a smoke screen in the sense that I think it was a little bit better than most people thought. Yeah, all or right. Or worse than most people thought.
0: Right. Okay. So. Now you might say to yourself, you might be smarter than me, and you might have dr- driven up to Sacramento as opposed to getting, or you st- might have
1: not have come to Sacramento,
0: right, or you might have not come to Sacramento. <laughs> Either way you look at it. But what's always here for those road trips is Circle K. And again, we are excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection and premium gas and again when i go up there i like getting donuts you can get glazed donuts you can get uh, powerade get or you a nice can get slushy you might be able to get yourself some four peaks yep. you know just saying a lot of different things right there and a lot of times you can get pizza you can get snacks but again circle k the best thing i can say about circle Which k you did last night you got the giorno at circle I did, k i did i did the best thing I can say about Circle K is that some you can find them in the roughest areas of Tucson and the nicest areas of Tucson. They're here for everybody. And you can
1: find them literally every block in Phoenix. We are
0: excited That's to partner with our friends at Circle K to kick things off. We've teamed up for an amazing giveaway opportunity. Text PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win a $500 gas card. See show notes for de- details. And it's time for the DraftKings Pick of the Week. Now you might say to yourself, "Well." Mike Luke's an idiot. I'm going to go against what Mike Luke has to say. And you know what? You would probably be smart with that. But here is my DraftKings Pick of the Week, and this is because of our friends at PHNX Sun Devils, all the guys doing a great job. I am picking TCU. Okay, Ben White, I am picking TCU as my DraftKings Pick of the Week to beat the Arizona State Sun Devils and not actually let them get a real win in the NCAA tournament. What say you, Ben White?
1: I am going to pick um, Mizzou over Princeton because screw Princeton. But at the same time, I can't fault Princeton because Arizona lost this game more so than Princeton won this game.
0: Yes. All right. But we both agree, though, we're going with TCU over uh, ASU. Yes. All right. And that's for you, Shane Diefenbach. We're keeping an eye on you. We're watching you. And uh, either way, go. uh, What is it, TCU? Oh, the Horn Frogs. Go Horn Frogs. Frogs. And one other thing. Now it's also time for DraftKings. Here's the deal. You might say to yourself, Mike, you just talked about DraftKings. Well, it's important to tell you about the deals with DraftKings. All right, Ben White. You can put down 5 bucks. A measly 5 bucks. New customer. New customers only and you can get up to $200 in free plays. You might say to yourself, "Mike Luke, that can't possibly be uh that can't possibly be true." There's another Mike Luke lie. Oh, another Mike Luke. Lie. Brian J. Peterson accused me of lying and then I showed him my travel receipts. Yes. But DraftKings, this is where it's at right now. March madness is going on. Obviously, it's a frustrating time for Wildcat fans, obviously. But That doesn't mean that you still can't make a little bit of money off of, uh, that doesn't mean you still can't make a little bit of money off stuff there, Ben White. And so again, that's where DraftKings is at. Again, 21 and up. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. And, again, use code word PHNX. New customers can bet the 5 bucks and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code word PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. I'm very curious to see what happens with this Arizona team going forward. Because, yes. Uh, yes, Arizona played, uh, played, I think, above itself. But at the end of the day, I think there were also some... There are some real warning signs right here, and that was yeah. a lack of athleticism. That was a lack of guys that could take over. You got KJ Lewis coming in next year, yeah. but you got to get some difference makers in here because, again, I, I think at this stage in the game, we've seen Kerr for three years. We know exactly what Kerr is. That's not good. That's not bad. You yeah. just know what Kerr is.
1: Yeah. Um. And and it's not a exactly. And it's not a shot on on Lloyd. Lloyd's done a tremendous job, and he obviously really brought to life kind of what we could get out of this roster, showing us that this team, if you throw in an average coach there, we're probably having a different conversation. But the one thing that does concern me is his background with Gonzaga in the sense that all they do and all they go after are bigs and then everything else kind of just spaces itself out. You've got to have physical lottery style, lottery pick type guards in the Pac-12. You just have to. And as teams like Bama and teams like Houston, who we weren't even talking about four to five years, teams across the country, regardless of where they are in the power five, as they figure that out and with NIL and everything else, it makes it easier to get those types of guys. And obviously the big elephant in the room is the transfer portal, how quickly you can transform a roster. I hope Lloyd gets that, and I hope Lloyd knows that he needs to act quickly. I think he does, but we need difference makers right. in here at the guard position.
0: All right, let's get to by the numbers, courtesy of the great Jacob Franklin. What do you got, Jacob? Uh, I'll put it up on here as well. All right, 59 55. That's obviously the most important number right there. Arizona shoots 42%. Arizona actually shoots better from the field better from three-point range yeah their largest lead was 12 and you know what they still ended up losing because the only thing that matters is that Princeton had the largest lead at the end of the game yeah, and, uh, yeah you know that's
1: exactly I mean you look at the stats right I mean essentially identical up
0: until what the last three minutes and who wanted it more in the last three minutes Princeton right that's exactly what it is and you know it's unfortunate that we're at that point right now but we are at that point um all right. Now, I see a lot of ASU people in here. Yeah, what do we got? All right. Here's all I'm going to tell our good friends ASU. At least with Arizona basketball, they disappoint us, but we have high expectations. sometimes, but we have high expectations and the Arizona basketball is a national brand. ASU matters in nothing. Now, you might have wrestling, you can have wrestling, I don't care about that. You're not any good at football. You're not any good at basketball. We at least have basketball right here. So, again, remember, we at least have one thing. ASU has nothing in the revenue sports right there. Ben White, would you disagree with anything I just said? I would concur everything you just said, Mike. Yep. I am going to go on record right there and say that, um, uh, that I am uh, 100%. Time stamp that one. Yes. We were time stamping that one. Jacob Franklin, time stamp that one, please. Um. Now, you know, again, this—I'll be honest. This was not a, a game that I uh, that I saw happening for no, sure. No. Um, but you know, um, there were some definitely some good. Tommy Lloyd's obviously a very, very good coach. Um, but kind of like Lou Olson did, and again, I'm not comparing him to Lou Olson because Lou Olson's one of the 15 best guys to ever walk a uh, college basketball yeah. sideline. But I think what's frustrating a little bit about this though is that you're, um, you know, when it comes down to it. This is a this is a squad. This is a team that, yes, Tommy Lloyd did a lot with, but you got to yeah. get better players in here. It really comes down to that. You got to get better players in your bench. It
1: does. And when you when you look at this season too, the, the one of the most frustrating things that does tend to go overlooked. I mean, under Sean Miller, the guy owned the regular season, killed the regular right. season. And I think you knew this was going to be more of a transition year, like we've talked about, Mike. We probably thought this was an 18 to top 25 team going into the regular season. And you had hope because they grew, they outperformed expectations. But where you really felt confident, especially over the last month and a half, two months, is this team lost six games. They've been tested throughout the regular season. And what's supposed to come out of those games and what's supposed to happen come March is you show that experience and you show that you've gotten that out of your system. Right. And this team just never capitalized off of those losses. I mean, it was kind of if Arizona shows up and – Their bigs contribute, and Tubelas and Balo do well, and they get something out of two of their four or five guards, they're probably going to be okay. But it was just almost like every single game, you know, come down the stretch, you were playing not to lose in the backcourt. And when you come to March, when you get here on the biggest stage, guard play is really what matters. And Arizona just didn't have the physicality. They didn't have the outside shooting. And like we've talked about over and over again, the most concerning part about all this is they didn't have somebody who wanted the ball. They in didn't hands.
0: have that guy. Go- yeah. And honestly, you could probably make the case that it was Courtney Ramey, but let's talk about it. Courtney Ramey's a six foot combo guard yeah. right here. I mean, this is not a guy that you'd necessarily look at and say that, you know, he's going to be able to take over a game like that. That's just not, you know, that's just not where it's at. Um, but um, this, you know, again, but there's also we're not we also try to be realists on here. We're definitely advocates. We back the A to the fullest, and keep in mind, part nobody ever said backing the A would be easy. It's part of our job, though. It's part of our description. So uh, stand strong, Wildcat fans. But also, you might say to yourself, um, "What about uh, let's see here, Mountain Mike's Pizza?" All right, you might say, "Are you Mountain Mike?" I am not Mountain Mike, but you talk about some comfort food. Comfort food right here. Mountain Mike's Pizza. You can go to uh, Mesa, Chandler, Tucson lunch buffet, and again uh, get some great food. Head over to mountainmikespizza.com order their Mesa, Chandler, or Tucson locations and place your next order. Reminder: New diehards get a five hundred and fifty dollars gift card. That's a, lot right there, ben White. a lot of pizza. A lot of pizza right there. Five hundred and fifty dollars gift card right there. So again, Mountain Mike's Pizza. Uh, they love to have it right there. That's what, like 50 pizzas? 50 pizzas. I, right I knew there. somebody
1: who had like 50 pizzas delivered to the press box
0: one time. Did you know that? I did not. I would yeah. I would not know anybody That's, like that. Isn't that one. nuts? Uh, yes, exactly. Um, all right. But the one thing about it, though, is that the grind never really stops right here. Um, we're uh, uh, tomorrow. We got Matt Muehlbach coming on. We're going to try to get Rhino on after that. Obviously, yeah. these wounds are very fresh for everybody out here. Um, but, uh, you know, and as we're Basically, being told here to leave in just a second on the concourse, but um, Ben, in in you know, in summation here, yeah, I thought Lloyd did a great job during the regular season, but again, you got to take some blame for what happened here because this team just got out pushed, they got out they got out wanted everything right there.
1: Yeah, this was a season of a lot of unanswered questions that were never answered, right? And you look at the guard play, you look at what creesa and Ramy and all these different guys bring in each individual way there's not that alpha. There's not that guy who is going to take over. There's not that guy who you could count on as a lights-out shooter, as somebody who's going to be scrappy to run the offense, pass the ball, force turnovers. Arizona didn't have that guy, and the disheartening part about it is there wasn't that guy that wanted to even be that guy today. There wasn't the effort there. Tubelas did what he did offensively, but defensively just didn't look very comfortable out there, was kind of slacking down low. Arizona got out-rebounded, and When you look at the box score and you look at the way this team played, recipe for disaster. Princeton, we thought, coming into this game had absolutely no chance. And even if they were going to have a chance, it's kind of like looking at a team like ASU in the sense that the only way they're going to beat you is if they're lights out from three. And Princeton was god-awful from three. They were 15% or 20%, I believe, from from the perimeter, which is not good at any means. And the the box score and the the game and the pace of everything we watched today – really came down to the last five minutes and Princeton wanted it more. Arizona didn't want to be here the last right. five minutes. They really uh, didn't
0: No, they they did. not And then that really showed, um, again, we're going to, we're being asked to move right here, but, uh, Ben, I'm going to say this, uh, really appreciate you coming, my guy. Absolutely, I'm man. still going to be here till Saturday. Um, but uh, or excuse me, Sunday. But you know what? Um, again, back in the A is never e- not always easy. But you know what? Still, hold your heads high, Arizona fans. It could be a lot worse. You could be an ASU fan. And now you got to root for the Pac-12, Arizona fans. Now, except for TCU, because that's our DraftKings yes. pick. I will be back with you tomorrow at noon with Matt Muehlbach. Um, we're gonna we'll talk with you then, as always. Really appreciate you all. You guys are the ones that make this show go. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats post game